0: All right, guys, welcome back to The Exchange with Logan Lewis. That is me, your host, Logan Lewis. So um, we got a great guest today, but before we get into it, I'll tell you guys the same things I tell you every single week. Go rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's the most important thing to me. Um, You could even leave a bad review. Just leave a review. I just need to see those reviews coming in. (laughs) I, I see the numbers, and I... See the amount of reviews and they don't stack, so or they're, they're not hand in hand. So leave those <laughs> reviews, um, and uh, follow us on Instagram for updates. <laughs> uh, but other than that, my guests today, guys, are uh, hosts of their own unofficial Marvel uh, MCU podcast called Friends from Work, Kyle and Robbie. How are we,
1: guys? Well, I'm so much better now that I heard that intro music. Are you kidding oh my me? gosh, I was about to say, what a group! <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun,
2: dun. where did that come from
0: I, I think honestly i i snagged it from one of those like royalty free like nice audio i was, I, softwares. Was into it. I wanted something upbeat that was gonna get people hype mm-hmm. but uh did accomplished job right
2: it's that's such an important thing if, if you listen to the podcast uh we talk about so kyle and i met originally as musicians uh which we'll we'll get into and so we always nerd out about um the music on all sorts of things but whenever it came time for us to do a theme song for our podcast uh that was a a much debated thing before we finally landed on something so i know that's no easy task
0: yeah absolutely it's 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 along with like it goes along with like the name the logo it's like just as important because like, you know, if you turn mm-hmm. on a podcast and their intro music kind of sucks, you're like, yeah, uh, what? what's what are we going to listen to here? Like, is it you're is like it gonna, they probably yeah,
2: suck?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: If the music sucks. I'll
1: also have it be noted that everyone's wearing cool like AirPods and I have some too. Okay. But mine weren't working right now. So, yes, fine. you're good to see my bald head with these giant headphones, but just
2: don't <laughs> judge me. All right. Kyle, it's fine. <laughs> you're just not cool enough to have AirPods. You don't have to lie about it. But, apparently
1: not. They're right here. They just don't work Okay. Go
0: over the ear headphones, man. You're bringing it back. Yeah, no doubt. Are you sure those aren't just like the really wonky looking AirPod Maxes?
1: <laughs> These oh, are I actually incredible those. Bose headphones that are noise canceling, which on a plane are unbelievable. However, in this setting, I feel like I'm shouting because I'm so canceled out. i'm ready now i'm now i'm good to go here we go let's go
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome so you guys like i I stayed at the top you host an mcu podcast um but before we get to the pod itself and before we geek out on marvel stuff for a minute uh yeah forewarning guys we're gonna be nerding out here in a little bit um but
1: uh how did you guys meet
2: Kyle, you want to take that
1: okay yeah robbie and i were both um professional musicians here in nashville and we're playing in different musical groups and actually i think we met because we toured together right his group was mm-hmm. opening <laughs> for my group <laughs> at the time <laughs> and wow. uh and then after that though i got hired to be a part of his group and we kind of became close friends that way um spent a, lot a ton of, of time together either. yeah a lot of van hours and plane hours <laughs> um got really close. Then the interesting part of our relationship was after a few years of that, getting really close, Robbie moved away for other things. I stayed here in Nashville and um, we kind of stopped talking, not in a bad way, not like we hated each other, but we just kind of fell out of communication for a few years, honestly. And that's what was so special about this MCU and this podcast was because I hadn't talked to Robbie in years. Endgame came out, and I texted him, I think, and I was like, dude, oh my gosh, so good. What the heck? And then I was like, can I, can I just call you? I haven't talked to you in years. And so we called and that led to, for a week straight, like two hour phone conversations each night about, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were so into the MCU and Endgame, so good. And then, oh, how about these movies and reflecting? And then after like weeks of doing that, we kind of thought, hey, maybe we should have these conversations on a podcast. I think it could actually work so that's kind of our origin story if you will (laughs) awesome that's that's cool what kind of music do y'all play Robbie's got his own stuff that's like singer-songwritery you you take that answer obviously
2: yeah yeah it's it's I, I would say um it's kind of like a pop folk thing Kyle has his own band as well which is fantastic call me that pilot um but uh we met actually playing. I was playing in a band called City Harbor, and Kyle was playing in a band called Mike's Chair, which is sort of like uh, in the Christian the pop Christian rock space. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's really cool. That's interesting. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know if you guys mentioned that on the podcast or not. But I'd I'd listened to a few episodes and I didn't know any of that. So that's pretty cool. My girlfriend's actually from Nashville. She's uh, she actually there just texted go. me. She's in the other room, and she just said oh, it nice. in all caps: Nashville. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Next nice. time we come through, I'm, I'm from, Ad, or I'm not from, but I live in Atlanta. So next time I come
1: through to Nashville, I'll, I'll
2: holler at you, Kyle.
1: Atlanta and Nashville are kind of sister cities. I feel like I end up in Atlanta often, multiple times a year for sure.
2: Cool. I cool. was just come saying on. yesterday, I, I'm trying to get up to Nashville. I haven't been up there since I think 2018 now. And that was even the first time I've been there in like years. It's been way too long.
1: It's been since there was a Wendy's next to that Mellow Mushroom we used to go to. Now it's a huge <laughs> apartment well, building.
2: yeah oh i didn't even yeah wow. (laughs) there you go how the times change
1: (laughs) i went to
0: nashville for the first time to not this previous christmas but the christmas before my whole dad's side of the family kind of was like well one of us is going to nashville for the holidays and one of like my dad's sisters was like well that sounds fun i want to go and it kind of turned into like the whole family went and it was awesome like pre-covid you know nuts Mm -hmm. to butts and bars like just (laughs) total awesome Nashville experience and then COVID hit and it's been horrible because I want to go back so bad.
1: Nashville, I think financially and economically is one of the most impacted cities from COVID because it's like, I don't know what percentage, but it's a huge percentage of tourism is our money. And especially like packing in people downtown, you know, and bars and stuff. And so, but yeah, my wife and I moved here. I think it's been like, golly, like 14 years ago now. And we love it. I don't see us moving anytime soon. So yeah, we've definitely made it our home.
0: I'm sure COVID also just heavily impacted just like artists performing in bars. Like, (laughs) yes, it did. Like how, like how many (laughs) struggling musicians out there, like legit struggled because of not being able to perform
1: their music in a public place. No doubt. The big, big names. I don't think they're hurting that much, but everybody else, all these mid-level people I think are getting killed financially because they can't play shows so yeah that's where most of the money was coming from since streaming i'm not gonna get into music stuff but since streaming took over you're not making as much money on record sales so you got to play shows and now you can't play shows so
0: so everyone's hopefully soon yeah hopefully soon i'd love to go back and see some music that was the best part of it just watching people perform Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the same way
2: my wife and i we we've been in Austin for the past few years, and you know Austin obviously has a really great live music scene, specifically. And we had gotten to where we were going to shows all the time, and it just it felt like a totally different city. I'm sure this, I mean, just like Nashville, maybe not as much to that extent, since Nashville's lifeblood is music, but it really felt like a totally different place with and being shut down, even with ACL not happening and South by not happening. So it is I feel like um there are places like that more so than even like your average place uh have really turned into like entirely different things and and we'll be looking forward to the return of normalcy more than maybe most.
1: And who thought yeah. the first few minutes of this podcast would be the history of music in Nashville and COVID? <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: no one no one saw that coming. Uh not even quicksilver haha um, yeah. I, there you go the um the <laughs> that no the mcu is very fresh so in my head right now i'm my girlfriend when we met she was like i was like so you've seen the marvel movies obviously right like they're the biggest <laughs> movies on the planet and she was like she's like i think i've seen like
1: iron, iron man, man and, I exactly. like, <laughs> yeah. and i was like yeah and i was like
0: okay she was like and i think i've seen endgame and i was like what like so you've seen <laughs> like the first and the last yeah. um, so I was like no no so we've been going through and just nailing them and especially this weekend like Friday night we watched Age of Ultron Saturday morning we watched nice. Civil War and last night we watched Black Panther um, okay. and right. uh, not necessarily going in specific order but kind of hitting the heavy hitters we'll go back and watch like Doctor Strange and Ant Man and, and some of those right. but Um, and she's loving them and, uh, which is the best for me. Like, (laughs) thank you. Thank you, Lord. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, I was wondering, so like first the, the, the way I found you guys is I actually honestly think I just stumbled upon like an ad on Instagram. Like, do you guys do like paid Instagram advertising?
1: We do. We do some. Yes. Um, the guy, we have a friend who designed our artwork and through a year and a half of kind of doing some market research we've found <laughs> that our artwork for whatever reason has just got the perfect vibe to where it grabs people's attention like crazy more than we ever thought it would be because we didn't we didn't do it we just hired someone to do it um right and so instagram a few instagram ads have been really helpful for us because i think that artwork is so eye popping honestly
0: yeah that's that's honestly what drew me in and i was like oh my god that artwork is amazing (laughs) so so huge props to your to the guy who designed it and then um the name obviously obviously friends from work and i was like oh that is that is so clever like was there (laughs) any other potential names that almost was or was friends from work like like you guys were like yeah we're friends from work so let's do it
1: uh (laughs) We've tossed out a few. I don't know if I should say them all. Some of them are probably embarrassing. <laughs> we So here's the here's the truth. We wanted friends from work from the very beginning because obviously it's a deep cut reference to Marvel and Thor Ragnarok. And if so, it's kind of one of those things, if you know, you know. But if yep. you don't know, then it's just kind of like, hey, it's two guys from work chatting. And that was kind of funny for us because we were friends from work. Just work happened to be touring musicians. So it was a very right. kind of just a meta joke. But after a while, we were like, I don't know. Can we use that? I don't know. Robbie actually became a lawyer and found out, hey, we (laughs) could use that name, which is perfect. Sorry, I lost you guys for a second there. Sorry. Uh, Anyways, I didn't know if we could use that name. We ended up coming back to it after tossing out a few others like Marvel Men, which is terrible. Uh, (laughs) So there's other ones like that that just didn't work. So we ended up with friends from work. Sorry, you cut out there. So I didn't know if I was repeating myself or not.
0: No, no, you're good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I think, like you said, it's one of those quotes. Like, and I think it was like with a tagline in like the like the Thor Ragnarok trailer. Like, oh yeah, we know right. each other. We're friends from work, and I, that immediately right. pictured that scene. And I was like, and then the logo with Bro Thor and Nerd Hulk, like just <laughs> chilling. Like, I was like, man, like that's it's perfect. It's it it almost is just one of those things that it just works.
2: <laughs> well, thanks, man. Shout yeah. out Jacoby. Yeah, there exactly. There you go. exactly. I, might, um,
0: I, I, I need to hit him up.
2: Man, it, it's it's one of those things, too. I feel like every now and then people will find this in an article and send it our way. Um, but it always is so cool to me that that line, you know, Kyle and I talked about this on our Ragnarok episode, but it has become a line that a lot of people associate with the Ragnarok movie. And I don't know, Logan, if you've heard this, but the story goes that they actually had a like a Make-A-Wish kid on set when they were Mm -hmm. filming that and Mm -hmm. he posed to chris hemsworth like whenever there was the moment where chris came over and met him he was like oh like whenever you see hulk you should say like oh i know him he's a friend from work and then obviously you know that makes it into the movie and winds up being a big deal but it's such a cool story and i think it's um says a lot about sort of the culture around marvel and particularly taika and chris hemsworth but little little uh fun factoid wow. for you well
1: factoid just
0: drop yeah. the knowledge love love the fun <laughs> facts that's really cool that's uh, that's an awesome story and i'm I'm sure now that kid you know every time that line comes up in that movie is like oh my god i pitched that to chris emsworth yeah exactly right. exactly <laughs> right. so so that's an awesome story um so we can just dive right into mcu stuff i've got some general mcu questions for you guys i just want to hear your takes on i, I might know them sure. just because i i listened to the podcast but to let the other people know what is your favorite mcu movie and why
1: oh well what is your favorite mcu movie and why is it endgame <laughs> 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 uh, robbie and i have infinity war and endgame as 1a and 1b in my case it's it, infinity war is 1a and, and endgame is 1b in his case it's the other way around the more time that i have gotten away from endgame the more i am tempted to move that to 1 because mm. i think we often to use this analogy and this is not exactly what it is but if infinity war is kind of more like a donut where it's 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 easy to digest and it's tasty and sugary endgame the more time i give it and the more rewatches i give it it's more like steak and potatoes where like it's just got <laughs> more to it and more nutrients and after a while I'm starting to wonder if that's better for me <laughs> than all donuts, <laughs> and so I love them both. Um, but my answer, I, I think, is still Infinity War, End Game, closely behind.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I so it's one of the really fun things about this podcast um, has been the the rewatch order that we have and the whole kind of rewatch process we did because friends of friends uh, will wind up kind of you know often like your girlfriend they've seen, you know, like Iron Man and maybe the first Avengers and like randomly Thor 2. For whatever yeah. reason, I actually talked to a lot of people that have randomly <laughs> seen Thor 2. And I'm always He's like, oh, no, oh, there. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so it's fun. People, you know, especially kind of now with WandaVision being such a sort of cross-cultural thing, which we love, I feel like I, I know folks that have now wanted to be able to watch that in the know. So they've kind of gone back through all these things. The reason I say all that is these people will always kind of midway through be like, Robbie, what's your favorite of all these movies? And I always feel like it's such a cop-out answer to say in game. Yes. But it really is like it, it, that wouldn't necessarily be the case in other franchises. Like Kyle and I talk about how like oftentimes things don't like, even in 2019, right? Like there were three kind of big, Conclusion, finale, installments. Like we had the final season of Game of Thrones, we had the final uh, movie in the new Star Wars trilogy, and then we had Endgame all come out. And I think you could argue that only one of the three really stuck the landing, and that in all of those others, you would probably say they hit their high point a bit earlier. But something about if Endgame... nothing
1: else, they at least were controversial, and Endgame like sure. wasn't.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, I think Endgame just does this incredible job of taking all of these threads that had been like really carefully woven throughout going all the way back to 2008 and really honoring all of them in such a satisfying way. And I think part of that to me is I, I just like Christopher Marcus and Steve McFeely's writing a lot. And that's why like our, our rewatch order even starts with the first Captain America, because I think that that's just a, they set a certain tone there that they have always sort of cultivated through any movie they show up in. And so I think it's fun to follow that specifically. But yeah, for me, I, I have the same debate that Kyle does because Infinity War, I would say, is the most <laughs> rewatchable of the Marvel okay, movies. Okay, okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. Like, I was like, going to say, a couple of things I got to add to this. First of all, you didn't want a 20-minute answer to this question, but we're giving it to you <laughs> that's, anyway. That's it's totally fine. Whatever you want. Uh, secondly, I would say that people think, oh, it's a cop-out that they're just choosing the last two. Okay, we're, what Robbie's trying to explain is it's not a cop-out we legitimately thought they were the best, even though it's the most current and whatever. If we had to remove those, I think I would say Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Robbie would say Thor Ragnarok is I think what we would say. And then the last thing I would add is we just recently had this discussion of what's the best Marvel movie, in which case I would probably say Endgame. And then what's just the most rewatchable movie? Like if I'm going to throw on a movie, I don't care about the quality per se, Endgame goes to like five for me, which is still high, but it comes down that list. And that's where I'd say maybe Infinity War or Guardians is higher, if that makes sense, because Endgame is so much more emotionally draining. So it's hard to just kind of throw on casually. That's my yeah. last tidbit. Yeah, I, I think
0: that Endgame, like part of me wants to like when people ask me what my favorite is, I I'm stuck between Endgame and I really, really love Civil War when i watched oh, that the oh, other man. night i i when i watched it the other night with my girlfriend i was like man like i've forgotten like some of this stuff like some of the great lines from from sam wilson like so you like cats like like that's, right. like, that's an awesome <laughs> line or or like can you move your seat up like yeah like, all of those exchanges Bird and costume. just yeah exactly <laughs> like all of those exchanges and one-liners in, in that movie and the action, like with the hand-to-hand combat with Bucky and like half of the Avengers when they're in the, wherever they're at the the agency that, you know, when, when, when he fights Tony Stark and Tony right. blocks the bullet with the Iron Man gauntlet, like, oh my God, like that, that's oh, yeah. so that's so cool. And of course the, the final civil war fight with, uh with Bucky, Iron Man and Tony or Iron Man and cap is just mm-hmm. exhilarating. See? Like the choreography with them tossing the shield back and forth to each other is just unreal. But yeah, and the
1: emotional core in that movie becomes believable. Like if you do the work of watching all the movies in a, in advance, like in, in a row in order, and then mm-hmm. that movie specifically leading to that scene with the famous shot of you know Iron Man shooting Captain America's shield right but you uh-huh. th- you just see that scene you think oh what are they fighting about but if you actually poured it into it it hits you so hard cuz it's like it yeah. makes sense i understand tony's side and i understand cap's side i get it like this is why it's happening so that's what makes it so good for me
2: i we've always said that's the one movie that i think suffers the most from a lack of context and that's that's one of the ones that we like we really liked watching in the midst of the rewatch and, and really sort of tried in our podcast to, to ramp up and highlight the threads that are being pulled together in that movie. Because that is one where like, if, if you're talking to one of these people that's watched like three or four Marvel movies and one of them happens to be civil war, oftentimes they'll be like, I don't know. It was boring. There was way too much going on and it was just constant action. But yeah, if you, if you kind of understand what they've been slowly laying out, that movie has some incredible payoff.
0: Yeah and and my girlfriend she was saying um she was like wow I actually kind of feel bad for for Zemo's character cuz the whole yes. movie you know the first time you see him listening <clears throat> to the voicemail she's like oh he's got a family or a wife and kids and then later right. on when you learn that they were killed in Sokovia she was like oh my god like mm-hmm. I feel bad for the guy and I was like mm-hmm. now you see why this is a good movie that Mm -hmm. This villain isn't any way physically opposing to the Avengers at all. He just got inside their heads and showed, you know, showed Tony the footage of Bucky killing his parents. And it's like, she's like, but he was under his control, or he was under the control of the Red Book, or whatever. I was like, I don't care. Right, he says, (laughs) this is good. (laughs) I don't care. He killed my mom. Yeah, exactly. Oh (laughs) gosh,
2: I I love that you bring that up too, because Kyle and I have said um that what we would like to see out of the next phase of the mcu is some more zemo i mean obviously we're getting more of zemo in falcon winter soldier but that sort of villain i think is so intriguing because you can't i always play the i I always call it the dragon ball z game of just constantly increasing the power level of the villain like you can't do that forever or eventually you kind of lose all credibility And I think that that's one of the things that worked really well with Thanos is they were always setting up Thanos as kind of the big guy. And that's why now it would feel a little disingenuous if Marvel was suddenly like, oh, but wait, there was actually a bigger threat than Thanos all along. And here he is. But I think going instead like in the opposite direction of now kind of shrinking Mm -hmm. down and making making it be not not even just ground level, but dealing more with the conflict kind of within the avengers themselves and in in some sense we're we're getting a bit of that with wandavision as well
0: yeah absolutely i think one of the best things they could have done is chosen to release well obviously black widow would have released by now but releasing like wandavision you know cuz you just have endgame the last piece of marvel content we got where the whole world is at stake and then you just get strunken down to westview you know we're only 5 episodes in at this point by the time this airs um i pre-record these so by the time this airs we will have known the conclusion to wandavision so oh wow um, so oh, wow. Oh. but but at this point in time uh you know we don't we don't 100% know the big bad of wandavision but we know it's way less of a threat than than Thanos was but but then again maybe it isn't because you know that wandavision as you guys know leads into dr strange and 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 all of this stuff Like we we have no idea what's going to happen we'll talk wandavision in a little bit but (laughs) i wanted to know you guys just mentioned the big bad thanos um part of my kind of a two so this next phase we're getting is phase four kind of a Mm two-parter number one who do you think the next big bad is? Because they're obviously going to be leading up to another eventually another big bad. A lot of people think like, oh, because they purchased Fox, you know, now they can use Galactus like Galactus right. is being thrown around. Kang, the Conqueror, Dr. Doom. Is there somebody that you guys in particular are like, please, please do it.
1: OK, so you want to hear a deep cut. This is just piggybacking on what, what Robbie just said we're both hesitant for even that question in of itself. Like because you already set up Thanos and the infinity stones more than anything as like the ultimate power, it's going to feel cheap if they go, Oh, here's Thanos, but wait till you see Galactus. He's even more threatening. Um, Is there a way they could do it? Yeah, probably. Uh, Some time will help. Here's the, so we say, let's go the other way. Something we've tossed out is I think it'd be kind of fun if they did more of like a sinister six vibe. So instead of it being like one big villain, what if it was lesser physically imposing villains, but a group of them or like a, like an anti Avengers team, or what if this anti Avengers team was led by somebody politically like Norman Osborn where physically he can't fight the Avengers, but either through a sinister six or um, through just politics like civil war, or like through Zemo, you know what I'm saying? Like through some mm-hmm. other route, he becomes physically imposing, but not because he can fight so strong. So right. that's kind of where we hope it goes with it. Or, or or I'll say, if nothing else, do they have like a galactic side of it and an Earth side of it? So if they do like mm-hmm. the Norman Osborn thing on Earth, do they do something that's like so far away from Earth that only like Thor, Captain Marvel, and the Guardians have to take care of? And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a two-branch thing so i don't know if that answers your question but that's maybe where I'd prefer, yeah. i would
2: prefer yes i look and i don't know if you're if you're a comic reader much
1: i've i've um, I've, I've i've
2: uh i've been there kind of dabbled i've dabbled that's the word <laughs> um well yeah i think what kyle and i've talked about um they're And so the mid two thousands, I think, um, gave Marvel gave the MCU so much of its material, uh, and that's actually one of my favorite eras of Marvel comics, just because there was this whole sort of arc led by like Bendis and Brubaker um, and Mark Miller. Um, but I think one of the things Bendis did is after some of these you know big events like Civil War and Secret Invasion, which you know we're also getting some adaptation of. Uh, yeah, he had the Dark Avengers which is what kyle's referring to where you have norman osborn come in sanctioned by the the us government so he's there legitimately and you know because of kind of the fallout of civil war which you know we're still dealing with we hear the Sokovia accords referenced in one division um, the avengers are now actually outlaws because they refuse to to work with a government led by someone like norman osborn and it's sort of it's, it's kind of civil war by the way yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's too long of a story to get into how they get there, but I think that's such an interesting idea, right? Because now it doesn't really matter how strong you are. You can't go in and take out someone that's sanctioned by the government unless you want to just declare war on the entire government, which the Avengers don't necessarily want to do. So it just creates such a different thing of like now you don't like like what Kyle said. It's not a matter of strength. It kind of goes into into different i think more more interesting issues which i would also say wait where are going
1: well as i say can i add one other thing to your question it's not exactly answering your question but one of our favorite things about the marvel cinematic universe is that they create these big events think of like the battle of new york or civil war or the infinity battle and they they build up to these and then the immediate aftermath they do such a good job of like reflecting on those or doing small stories around it. So you get like Spider-Man Homecoming where they're just cleaning up the fallout of of New York battle and it's not like some galactic thing, it's a guy is trying to provide for his family. Yep. And that's such a fun story and they do such a good job of that. And they do that all along the way. So like now we're getting WandaVision where it's like just the fallout of Endgame. I, I don't think a, a a massive galactus is coming through the door. It's more that Wanda is just struggling with what happened in the so like it makes that movie more important and then with like lines that you get from jimmy woo about the sokovia accords it's making civil war more important and we've actually reordered the rewatch to to make things like that even more important like if you move movies around you can make civil war feel even more important yeah. So actually I think in the immediate aftermath of Endgame, I kind of hope they stay that way for a while. In the same way Far From Home hmm. reflected on missing Tony and now WandaVision's kind of dealing with the grief, I kind of hope they don't build for a little while yet. I kind of hope that Captain Marvel maybe explains where she was at and Black Panther c- can kind of mourn this loss of 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 Black Panther and what is it like that Wakanda got attacked and like they could still do that for like a couple years yet. Honestly sure. is what I think.
2: Yeah, I like, well, I don't hate that and And I think actually uh of of the folks you just named i'm I'm sure that Galactus will be used at some point. I think that'll be really fun. I personally don't think galactus w- will be the next like big villain because I think he's sort of a more complicated character than that. and I think it I could see that me being more of a one-off thing. Um, but Dr. Doom, I think could be a really fun next one only because. One, it's just like the classic Marvel villain, like maybe the most famous of any Marvel villains. And two, it's inherently kind of a political, like what we were just saying. Like, I mean, Dr. Doom yeah. has powers, but it's not so much this idea that he is more powerful than anyone else. It's more that, I mean, he's like one of these super genius guys. Like even in the comics, they've played with him being kind of a foil to Tony Stark, which I think w- would be fun because we haven't really gotten that in the same way where the smartest guy in the room is is evil um and so i think that that could open up some really interesting doors and be a different way of in the same way we had thanos growing movie by movie having someone else but um it's you know a totally different direction
1: watch we say all that and then by the time this comes out galactus does show up at the end of (laughs) with our luck that's what's gonna happen
0: (laughs) exactly exactly so the second part to the phase four question was So over the past couple weeks, I mean, you guys have talked about it and, you know, everybody's been talking about the fact that Disney just keeps on announcing just this show, this show, this show, this movie, this movie, this spinoff, this spinoff. Does it ever in any way worry you Mm -hmm. that they are going balls deep? Or at this point, have (laughs) they proven themselves? Have they proven themselves? that they have it under control. Cause if, I remember a few years ago, HBO and Warner brothers announced like, there's going to be a flash movie, a green lantern movie, this kind mm-hmm. of movie, that movie. And like six months later, like half of the movies got canceled or abandoned. Or do you yeah. guys ever think that Marvel's biting off more than they can chew? Or do you think they've got it under control?
1: Yes. And yes. Um, <laughs> I I've talked on our podcast I mean, how many times, Robbie? I've brought it up so many times. Like, I am not the guy that's huge sequel guy in film, right? Like the dumb i mean, the dumb example that comes to my head is like Toy Story One, Two, and Three was perfect, right? <laughs> and Toy Story Four is a good movie, but they didn't need to make it. The no. reason they made that movie is to make more money. And it, they did a good job because they're good with it, but they didn't have to do it. I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. So the fact that he made Inception, but didn't make Inception 2 is where I think like often the right art call the right creative mm-hmm. call does not always line up with the right business call sure so i've said to robbie so many times i am nervous because Endgame, the build-up from iron man to Endgame was so perfect and i'm nervous that at some point they run out of tightness or good stories to tell however the reason i say yes and yes is because they haven't let me down yet i felt that way about far from home coming out and then i loved far from home and i'm a guy who I mean, I'm not afraid to point out if it's not good, but it's objectively well done. And then I thought, okay, here we go with these shows. Oh gosh, like, what's it gonna be like to watch a show? I even said in our podcast, like, oh, it's gonna be a show and this is weird and who knows. And then WandaVision is like far exceeded my expectations. So I'm at the point where I'm saying they are chewing off a lot or biting off a lot, but so far they haven't led me astray. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm wondering about the
0: shows. I was thinking about this last night. Do you guys think that the TV shows are going to be just one off one and done seasons or do you think with some of them will we revisit like I can see them making like a several maybe a three season arc over Falcon and the Winter Soldier but things like WandaVision are more of probably like a one and done nine episodes and we're out of here type situation mm-hmm. do you guys think it's going to vary or do you think like like the Loki show that'll probably be a one and done uh
1: that's what i think too
0: or i think you, it's gonna think? vary
1: well yeah. show by show yeah. i think falcon the winter soldier like you said is an easy one that they could probably do multiple seasons um i kind of hope they don't do multiple seasons of something like wandavision because again yeah, right tell this perfect story and then let's try something else great it yeah. worked
2: yeah yeah i i think um you know there was a lot of debate over watchmen having a second season uh on hbo after it was so successful and. Uh, Kyle, I don't think you've watched Watchmen, but you you were a Lindelof fan because of Lost. And I think that's one of those things that I, I respect so much his decision. I mean, you know, HBO was begging them to come back because it was such a massive hit. And he was just like, absolutely not. Like, this is the story. And I think he feels even more insistent about that because of what happened to him with Lost, where you have a studio that wants to make money at the expense of the art. So they sort of force you to do a set number of episodes for a set amount of time, even if that isn't necessarily what the story asks for. And I love that Disney has kind of set itself up to not have to go any further than it wants to on these things, like to your kind of the flip side of what you're saying, where they're putting so much out there that there's really no need for them to go back to the well on WandaVision because they have all these other things already kind of in the wings. Uh, So I, I like the idea that, if there's something that lends itself to that, to a second season, like we are saying with Falcon winter soldier, I could see the same thing with Hawkeye. Um, then great, but otherwise, you know, just let something tell like a complete full story and just let it be what it is without having to mess with it. This is one of the
1: discussions that makes me the most passionate. Like I, I love this discussion. I could go on this for hours. I'm not going to, but like, this is not a new concept. I've said this on the podcast before the original creator of Sherlock Holmes was writing these like newspaper type stories for Sherlock Holmes got to a point where he had written so much Sherlock Holmes. He thought, okay, the Sherlock Holmes, the story as I know it is done. So he wrote that Sherlock Holmes, this is like years ago, wrote that he'd fall off the waterfall and die. Well, his readers were so upset that he died and that it was like over and the, and the, 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 publication wanted him to give him more. So years later, he had to come back to it and rewrite that. Oh, he actually didn't die on the fall so they could continue making Sherlock stories. And that's inherently a problem with comic books, right? Yeah, Every time you kill right. a character or end a show, there's so many more stories, quote unquote, you could have told, but now you can't. But if no one ever dies or things don't ever end, then they mm-hmm. don't have consequences and they don't become beautiful. Hmm. Sure. So like, it's, it's like almost, it, it's a weird battle. It almost time. feels like with things like
0: WandaVision, like it almost feels like with these shows, they're almost taking the place of like a movie. But like things like WandaVision are better told episodic versus than a two hour and 15 minute movie. Like mm-hmm. I can't picture WandaVision as a movie. Like I, after watching yeah, five they, episodes right. of the show, like yeah. I, I think that it, it's better told as a show like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that WandaVision just one and done. Like we tell the story. I mean, obviously predictions that Wanda goes mad and that the show just ties in to another movie. Like they said that WandaVision and Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. two go hand in hand. Like I'm hoping that they just lead into movies or lead into other shows instead of doing multiple seasons. Like the other problem
1: is if like with multiple seasons, if Falcon the Winter Soldier has multiple seasons, let's say. I don't love the idea, like inherently with TV, what I don't love is these, these studios not having an end date, right? Cause as a writer, you got to write to an end date for a complete story. And so if you write mm-hmm. a complete story, which is Falcon, the winter soldier season one, and then it goes really well. And they go, Hey, can you make another one now inherently you're having to go back and add stuff to the next one that you weren't planning on doing necessarily. That's sure. not to say that you can never do multiple seasons of things, but I just think it gets harder. When you know the start and end, it's easier. And who's to
0: say, like, that Falcon and the Winter Soldier says, let's say it has an amazing first season and it ties Mm -hmm. into some movie, but then they say, oh, let's do a second season. And then the writers are like, uh, but it was supposed to tie into the movie. So now are we going to go back and write more episodes? And maybe they they all are going to be one season. Who knows?
2: Well, and I would say, though, on the flip side, one of the fun things about these shows specifically. Um, and I can't really think of an analog other than, than, well, maybe the Mandalorian, but not really, is that like there is the relationship with those films and with these big event kind of status quo changing films. So I could see similar to the way that, that this is done in the comic book world, there being a season of Falcon Winter Soldier that leads into a movie And then, you know, even maybe even years pass and we get another Falcon Winter Soldier show. That's a totally different dynamic because it's reacting to a different kind of status quo change from some other like Civil War level movie. And I think that's a really fun thing that's never been explored before.
1: But then, you know, they don't die. So, yeah,
2: well, Well, sure. But that's only but that's only if it's announced way in advance. You know, like I think that that's what. Yeah, it would be fun to to see how they can kind of play with that formula some here
0: so marvel one of marvel's biggest criticisms and i was actually talking about this with my buddy earlier um is that most i don't want to say most some of their villains suck like or are (laughs) just one sided no character arc with the exception of maybe thanos um you know that's obviously been built to and maybe loki because we've seen him multiple times who do Mm -hmm. you think the best and worst mcu villains are
2: Oh, that's a fun question. It's
0: besides maybe Thanos. Let's count Thanos out.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh gosh, we did we did a power rankings episode where we did rank these. Thanos is my number one, so you just that's why I'm hesitant. You took that from me. Um, <laughs> but as far as multiple movie villains, that's harder for me. Like in the story itself, I well, I'll give three answers. I guess I love Zemo, I love Hella, and I love Vulture. Those are three of my favorites, Ooh. but none of those necessarily have multiple movies. Sure. Mm-hmm. Robbie loves Killmonger, and I'll let him speak into yeah. that in a second. Worst is either the villain from Iron Man Two, or <laughs> um, which I like Iron Man Two. Don't judge me. Um, Or Darren Cross from Ant Man. Darren Cross. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. That's my answer
2: uh worship leader darren cross yeah exactly uh, yeah. i uh yeah i would i would say uh but i think even this is a, a big point of contention for kyle and i and i think it's not even a totally fair comparison because like you said thanos has been set up that way for a while um but yeah killmonger i think still is my favorite villain just because of how like i that's one of the only movies where i think I saw so many people walk out of it and really question like, well, wait, though, like was Killmonger kind of more right than T'Challa was? And I think that that's just a really rare thing to be able to pull off in a movie like that. And I think Michael B. Jordan just did a really great job making that character kind of instantly iconic and and nuanced. So I think I would say that to me is what you laid out kind of has been the rule, especially for early MCU Terms of kind of some of their villain struggles, I think Killmonger is is the exception to that. I think Vulture is another really great one. Mysterio is another favorite of mine. I think they've done really well with those. Um and yeah, Hella as well. I just think that those first Hella,
1: Hella, just because she's a badass. But the other, the other two, Zemo for me and Vulture, like Vulture, just you never see it coming, and it's so small scale. That's why I like it. It's so ground level. And he's not you you leave the movie going. Well, I mean, he was trying to provide for his family. I don't like the right. the route he was going, but I kind of feel right. for him a little bit. And you're sad when his daughter's sad that they have to move away.
0: You know, and yeah, and the thing that me and my buddy were talking about is that uh, he also, I think, says that Killmonger is the best MCU villain um, mm. because, in the end, he kind of wins you know they they go and they have a press conference and they do say that wakanda is going to start donating their resources or helping out other countries so in a way killmonger's plan or sorry his execution just he could have not come off as such a douchebag but (laughs) but in the end, his his plan, you know, eventually, Chachala, you know, when he went back and he had that conversation with his ancestors, he was like, You guys were wrong. You shouldn't have shut out right. Wakanda from the rest of the world. The guy that threw me over the waterfall
1: has a point.
2: Yeah. Like, I just got chills thinking about that scene. That, yeah, like, man.
1: You were wrong.
2: Um, man, the whole time
1: time you're talking about that. I'm thinking about why do none of the security guards shoot the the villain in (laughs) Iron Man 2 when he's shirtless on the racetrack? He's walking around shirtless. There's always security guards. Your sole job is to keep this guy off the racetrack. (laughs) Just shoot him. He's got no clothes on.
0: I like, (laughs) I like that concept of the villain, but just like the whole execution between I forget his name justin hammer and uh-huh. him like it was such a weird dynamic and and no offense to mickey rourke or um
1: i oh, love man. justin hammer so be very careful with what you're about to say Sam yeah, Rockwell. Mickey rourke. Just, yeah Sam Rockwell, just the yeah,
0: dynamic yeah. between those two like i'd be so down to see justin hammer come
2: back yes in, in, yeah. in some
1: fashion like yeah who well, else is your yeah. worst robbie you didn't answer the worst
2: oh yeah um mickey rourke <laughs> Uh, man, yeah, I I would say probably um either Mickey works Whiplash or uh Malekith from Thor: The Dark <laughs> yeah. World. Why did uh, I bring that up? I I, I
0: can't it, even name. Okay, okay,
1: okay, 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 okay. Funny thing on this podcast is that <laughs> we love to joke about Thor: The Dark World like everybody does, but we both like it more than the average person, which is so funny. Like, it's like m- it's more the, than it's I'm become, comfortable with. It's become the butt of the joke because it's so bad in some ways. It's so bad, like like Malakith is such a non-motive. You talked about knowing all of the motivations of those villains. Malakith, he just wants everybody to die. I guess I don't get it. Like he's just mad. It's so he just bad. Wants
2: everything to be dark. All the time. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's <Would> you- <laughs> he's but, but 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 in some ways that movie does so many things better than some of than movies give it credit for. The music's better. The dialogue's better. It's visually better. Some of the other plot well, things make more sense. Yeah, anyways, end of rant.
2: And well, and, and to go back to what I was saying, uh, and this was kind of a revelation for me a couple years ago. Uh, you know, I, I love all three Captain America movies. I love uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And those were all written by Marcus and McFeely that I referenced earlier. And those guys also wrote Thor The Dark World. And so at the end of the day, I just like the way those guys write. And so even though I'm watching this thinking like, wow, there's a lot of silly stuff going, I there was just something about it to me that makes it, that makes it fun because it hits the same buttons those other movies do. And then, of course, it's so funny because they, I think, were aware that almost every movie they had made for Marvel had been such a massive bullseye except for Thor 2 that then they come back in an endgame and intentionally kind of make Thor 2 significant again, because they're like, yeah, this one matters too now. You can't, you can't write that one off either. The um, fact that
1: they stop this galaxy ending convergence by throwing <laughs> metal spikes at it is just, <laughs> I can't, I can't.
2: It is, it is. I mean, well, and, and yeah, like you said with Malekith, it's such a, like, it's just this, this classic villain. Like, they just want to... Like, he doesn't even want to rule over the universe. He just <laughs> wants it to, like, not exist. But there's no like, there's no motivation there that makes any sense. Especially because, like, it would be one thing if we knew that... The, I'm not going to go too far into this. But, like, if we knew that the Dark Elves, like, needed darkness to thrive. Or that, like, they, like, he only... But, like, we see him. And, like, anytime we see him, it's, like, a lit space. Right. Like, he's so in London
1: like and it's fine. <laughs> right? He's, he's and, like, moving around okay. He,
2: it's just like they, I guess, just really hate daylight.
0: It It's going to be one of the, it's just one of those things where you think Malachi, you got to think is not a good roommate. Like if you think, if you like leave the bathroom <laughs> light on, he's going to run in and just shut it off. Like turn off the lights. Um, I, I wasn't planning on asking you this, but we talked about um, Spider-Man a, few, a little bit. Are you guys oh, mentally yeah. prepared for the possibility of Spider-Man three being what it is possibly going to be i know kyle you've you've mentioned like the whole sequel thing and how you're you're on the fence about a lot of things are you scared about what spider-man 3 could be yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) as exciting (laughs) as it is like when i saw the headline that says alfred molina like in talks to return Mm -hmm. as as dr octopus and spider-man 2 in my opinion is one of the greater superhero movies made um
2: agreed yeah i'm with uh, you and
0: so the thought of seeing him back as Doc Ock gets me so excited, but like, and I just saw a headline before we started recording that Willem Dafoe was spotted in Atlanta this weekend on the set of Spider-Man three. So it's like, wow. It, are they really doing it? Like they, it
1: sounds like they are like, I'm not so much nervous that they find a way to bring all those other things back in. I, I, I guess I, I have an hour-long answer to this. My really short version, we actually just talked about this on our WandaVision episode, but like my, my my short version is the multiverse thing in general, I'll say right now, is not typically my preference because I think the thing the MCU has done the absolute best is keep these stories so tight. Kevin mm-hmm. has kept everything so flowing, the timelines and all this stuff has worked so well. So to start introducing this idea of like, oh, whenever something's not quite right, We can just jump to another reality and say, here's where it was. Right. Or like borrowing characters from that. I'm just, I'm hesitant. So I am scared. I, I think they can do it in a way that's really good. But as of now, I don't know. Also, I have to add one other thing. The best thing about Spider-Man one and two, or in this Mm -hmm. case, sorry, homecoming and far from home was just that. They reflected on those small scale events. It was about like Peter growing up, having to take on the mantle of being more Spider-Man. It's the youngest Spider-Man we've ever gotten. It's all those things. And so I hope that Spider-Man three is a conclusion to that trilogy more than it is like uh, everything you're saying makes it feel like it's not going to be like very ground level. If we're going through multiverse and Dr. And Strange is there and right. the other Spider-Mens are there and you know, so there's a way they could do it, but I am nervous. That's my shorter version of a very long answer.
2: I, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think I saw Tom Holland say last week that it's the most ambitious standalone superhero movie that's ever been made. Um, And that implies that, you know, they're going big, certainly in some ways. And I think my, my take there is one, you know, I trust John Watts. I I like, I, I trust him, I guess, in specifically not to undercut his own prior work, if he can at all help it. Like I think that you know Sam the, the mess that was Spider Man Three came about in part because the studio told Sam Raimi he had to do things that Sam Raimi didn't want to do, namely put in vil- Venom into this movie because Marvel's always been obsessed with making money off of Venom, and so to the extent that like whatever's going on between Sony and Marvel in the in the fallout of of the Far From Home whole negotiation thing. If that is forcing him to do things story-wise he's not comfortable with, I would really hate that. But I do, to the extent he's left control, trust him. And and I trust Kevin Feige because they have made – and some people – this is a lot of people's complaint about both Homecoming and Far From Home is that they've been so MCU-centric, you know, like so Tony Stark-related. I personally love that because, like you said, we already have some great Spider-Man films. You know, like I, I don't need it. This goes Kyle and I say this all the time, and it goes back to like the no sequel thing. Like, if you get something great the first time, then great. Like, you don't need to keep redoing that. Like, I, this idea that that we just need to, like, everyone gets so mad that Spider Man is, is too kitty and all this stuff and these new movies. But I'm like, well, we had kind of like mid 20s, like 30 ish, however you want to say, like, Toe McGuire is there in Spider Man 2 and 3. And, you know, like I, I like the idea that we're getting something different. I think I would be sad if that was suddenly derailed, whether as like an act of fan service or as an act of appeasing Sony. And I've I almost wish and I'll I'll hold this because I am excited about the movie. So I'll hold my judgment till the movie comes out. But to the extent it is doing this stuff, I almost wish that we would just get a full on conclusion only to the threads that have been set up in those movies. And then Sony, like you still own the rights. Like Tom Holland is still their guy. Like that they're just kind of loaning out to Marvel, like go and make a, a real life spider verse movie and, and have it be like as crazy and as wacky as you want it to be with those three characters and all those villains. And I think that that would be a ton of fun. And then that way it's, it's just, it doesn't have to tie into this larger MCU narrative that again has been so carefully crafted and then you don't have the, the risk of kind of blowing up some stuff that I would like to not see. The, blow that, up.
1: that being said, if they were to hypoth- hypothetically do it to where this rift is open for a, like for 30 minutes and you get to see all these other Spider-Man characters and you see Doc Ock and it's, and then at the end of it, they kind of close it and that's the end. And it was like a, Whoa, then like it, it could be fun. It could, it's not, sure, I'm not against sure. it. And the other thing is then with, if that's the storyline, then how do you keep it from just literally being spider verse again? Right. Yeah. Right. right. Like it seems like they're setting up that they're it's like a real life version of into the spider verse as far as we know, but yeah. there's, uh, they won't do that. I don't think because they're too careful with this stuff. So there's gotta be something else. It,
0: part of me, one of my, uh, my, I have another podcast called the binge boys. And all we do is talk about movies mm-hmm. and music and, and TV and stuff. And nice. I, and we and we were talking about what if the possi- what if Spider-Man 3 is very much so just Tom Holland centric and there's multiverse elements like what if he opens a portal that Doctor Strange opens for him and in the portal you see like just a recreation of like the right. bank scene from P- Spider-Man 2 like what if right. Alfred Molina and Toby Maguire are just in there for you know 5 minutes at the That's most That's what I mean. Like Yeah. Like I would almost love it but hate it at the same time because personally like bro if i could see first of all am i the only one that wants uh what's his name damn it james franco back <laughs> in, in these movies just as norman osborne or what if we what we, if we got
2: Harry Osborn? Yeah. What if
0: we got or sorry, Harry Osborn? What if we got Jame, James Franco and Dane DeHaan to like
1: high five
0: or whatever? Like <laughs> the possibilities are, are endless. Like it just becomes I'd,
1: this thing of what is the what is a, a, the right call for the MCU versus what do fans want? Like what would be fun? Like that would right. be fun. But think about what you're saying, what that would mean. Yeah, Like if, if he, if he shows up in a significant way, where has he been then? I guess. Right. Sure. Harry, let's say.
2: I, I, right. Okay.
1: I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait and see how it goes. Cause <laughs> I, I think, I think they're going to end up doing what you're saying. Even if you hate it, I think it's going to be something like that. Cause I think we're all making this big deal of all these actors making cameo, and it could be a five minute cameo. Just as kind of like a funny, sure. like, Hey, we like acknowledging that Spider-Man has a unique history, right. Sure. Over the other superheroes. Maybe. Right we actually just had this whole discussion in length about the X-Men and I don't want to get into that, but like, yeah, anyways. So like how much do they bring that in and how do they bring it in is going to be important.
2: What I, yeah. What I wonder, I mean, part of what I think could be happening and I'm not sure that I want this and well, in some ways I'm sure that I don't want it, but I could see like they have been trying to since, I mean, almost the get go of the Raimi stuff, figure out a way to do, some kind of sinister six thing, um, and they just have not been able to. I mean, that's why Amazing Spider-Man Two is such a mess, as they were trying to sort of like what they did. I, I, not to offend anyone, but in like Batman versus Superman, they're sure. trying to skip steps and jump into this. Like well, now, we can suddenly have our our big everyone together moment, and you could argue that you know they're trying to finally make that happen here. And you look at the at the villains that Spider-Man has in the MCU, and at most you would have, I guess. Three. like you would have vulture scorpion who kind of makes a, a cameo appearance there or not a cameo appearance but a bit of a foreshadowing appearance and homecoming and then mysterio who may or may not be dead given his kind of power set there um and so you could say well you add to that maybe these other iconic villains because Electro, i
0: think Doc Ock, right. green goblin that would make sense right
2: Exactly. Yeah. So that you wind up in this, and and I think the reason why I could see that happening is because man, like, it's hard to like the the Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin performance, whether you love it or not, is so kind of iconic in just what it meant. Like that that movie ushered in the modern era of of superhero movies, and uh, and maybe even more so for Molina's Doc Ock. Right. So if if you're there at the helm of a Spider Man film. And you want some sort of final climactic battle with the the greatest Spider-Man villains. And you feel like your hands are tied because you can't use Green Goblin and Doc Ock because they've already sort of been done. And then suddenly you realize that through this property, you kind of could could pull back from recent... Th- I could see them getting creative there. My only fear there is that that would lead to Spider-Man being like, well, I've got these villains from different dimensions. The only way I can beat them is if I pull in the other Spider-Mans from the different dimensions... And, and then it, it and that's, that's exactly what's going to happen.
0: Like if, if that's
2: right. what happens, like,
0: that's right. exactly it's going to be an endgame level moment where Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield come up from behind him, and like one of them swings in from this way, and the other one swings in from that right. way, and <laughs> and, and, it, and it's just going to be a thing. And right. and, 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 and you're going
1: to love it, and I'm going to hate it. <laughs>
0: and that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> I'll I'll be and watching it, it Peter. but I, I will.
2: not Oh, right. I mean, it'll be a ton of fun. Um
1: oh, yeah, yeah. I mean for me, yeah.
2: I guess I would I would say the the other the other, and then I'll finally stop talking about Spider Man 3 here, but like the we're other giving such long 3. answers.
1: He probably but, had like a hundred questions right. or three questions in. <laughs> well,
2: what what Kyle, what Kyle was talking about earlier, I do think is interesting because you were asking earlier where we think phase four is going and, and villain things. And I, I could see it just being a way like if Wanda Vision ends up having all these kind of multiversal elements, I could see this being like we have a little bit of that here, we have some of that in Loki, we have even more of that in Spider-Man, and then because we know Doctor Strange is showing up there, and then that's those are all just kind of breadcrumbs leading to whatever the bigger thing going on in Doctor Strange is, and that's sort of what I hope is ha- happening with this stuff but and then they close it exactly yeah.
0: yeah yeah i i should have known that asking questions about spider-man 3 was going to open up a wormhole <laughs> uh but but there comes a there comes a point guys in every one of these episodes i do with my guests where uh we talk about the real issues and by that i mean I ask each guest uh, the same 10 questions every episode to close out. They're not hard. They're first date questions. What questions that we might ramble about, but usually are pretty straightforward. So have no fear. Um, (laughs) Are you ready?
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. So
0: first off, number one, Robbie and Kyle, what were your first ever jobs?
2: Hmm.
1: I was a waiter at a country club.
2: Nice. (laughs) <laughs> i was a uh i was a um i worked the desk at blockbuster which makes a lot of sense oh epic
0: that's awesome <laughs> um if if
2: you yeah. were animals Honestly, what would you be? i might have peaked there <laughs> uh, if i
1: was an animal what would i be i would be um a penguin because i like to joke around and look ridiculous okay <laughs> uh <laughs>
2: I feel like i i I'd, I'd probably be like a like a panda bear,
1: well, or maybe an otter is more reflective of my personality,
2: yeah, I can yeah. see that I feel like Kyle's energy level I, I feel like otter makes sense. <laughs> I just want to kind of like lay down and eat stuff forever.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a great life um what's I'm curious y'all's answer just based on your music history? What's the best concert you've ever been to?
2: Oh man.
1: I have a long story and the short version is I saw cold play, uh, in a stadium in a private suite with like fully catered food. And it was the greatest night of my life. Wow.
2: I, so I, I think, uh, my, my wife and I, we hiked the Appalachian trail a couple years ago and, uh, or, or like we hiked about a thousand miles of it. And so we ended in Washington DC and the kind of big finale of that was this bony bear show at an amphitheater there. And he's one of our favorite artists and that, you know, just kind of given the the situation uh, that sort of seared into my mind as maybe the most <laughs> memorable concert. Coldplay for sure
1: that, or uh, I'm a diehard sports fan and my national predators were in the Stanley cup in 2017. And on one of the game nights where we all went downtown, like a hundred thousand people, this is pre COVID. Right at the end of the game, I went from that to the amphitheater. It's outside downtown. Huge and watched Muse. That was one of the oh, best nights of my life. Oh, that's wow. one going crazy. Then we go over and watch an hour long muse show outside. It was muse amazing. Is live. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Um, you guys each get dinner with one person dead or alive. Who is it?
1: Will Ferrell or Steve Carell.
2: Oh, wow. Um,
1: Am I supposed to go more important than that? Otherwise, <laughs> like, <I'm>, like <laughs> no, I'm, in, or something. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Those are those are great answers. And fictional characters also would work if that changes your answer.
2: Oh gosh, that's yeah. That's Just difficult. any
1: person ever.
2: Um, you know, I I would For probably would be such a fun hang. <laughs> or <laughs> <sure laughs> would be such a fun hang. You know what? I think I would hang out with Jimmy Stewart.
1: that is not what i thought you'd say i
2: I just i I grew up watching jimmy stewart movies i've also thought or i've always thought he was just the coolest dude um and i yeah i would i would love to grab a dinner with jimmy stewart
0: all right bet and at that dinner with jimmy stewart you're going to order um the waiter's going to give you three options for kind of the holy trinity of uh I know what you're gonna say. Of, of appetizers here, you get queso, salsa, and guac. One of them you lo- one of them stays, one of them you can throw in the background, and one of them you got has gotta go. So kind of like a fuck Mary Kill situation, but with <laughs>
1: w- but with appetizers. True. Okay, Ke- queso stays, salsa in the background, guac can go.
2: That's that's my answer. Wow. Wow, wow. Um yep. okay. So I, I feel like this is. Oh, here we go. (laughs) This is difficult because I have these like moral quandaries with eating too much queso because I love it so much, but I almost just don't give it. Like I, I don't even open that door anymore because if I do, I just can't stop myself. So I feel like I generally go. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we're talking like a you know a reality in which dietary concerns have no place, then I would say, I think I would probably do. I think queso and guac and maybe put maybe let salsa go. Wow.
1: I, if anything yeah. I'm debating salsa is the number 1 maybe queso Ooh. two But depends me, on the salsa I, I guess. For, for me it's, it's I open,
0: don't think it's even salsa. close. Yeah, it depends on the salsa but for me it, it's it's queso on top salsa gets second place and guac is third i just don't care well
1: and what kind of queso because it, is it the queso that chipotle tried to run out the first time they had a queso because that's not you know is it chewy's <laughs> Torchy, queso the it's, chewy it's, gooey then yes I'm torchy's
2: in. queso would be ideal i don't know if you guys are like, oh, <laughs> okay. but it's, that's the queso it, i'm looking for
0: it's okay. not super duper runny queso it's like more thicker like you'll get more on your chip queso not queso okay. that you'll
2: scoop with the chip and it
1: just runs off the sides okay queso number one salsa okay. two
0: what's um i think i might know you guys's answer for this but what's one movie you wish you could go back and watch for the very first time oh oh should we do a deep cut oh gosh
1: well i think i'm gonna say inception again because i just remember like my mind i loved it so much my mind being so blown that was such an experience i have the greatest imax theater i think in the world here (laughs) in nashville i've traveled (laughs) everywhere and i can't find an imax theater that i think is better and i watched inception in imax there with some college friends i'd probably do that
0: yeah let's say watch for the first time in the theater
2: yeah oh yeah yeah um you know i i i I, i'm i don't want to do a cop-out and take the christopher nolan route then but i'm i think i'm torn here between the fellowship of the ring which is in my all-time favorite movies um and I didn't see it in theaters at the time. I, I like watched it on home video because I was like seven when it came out or something. Um, but uh, that or The Dark Knight, uh, yeah. That was the
1: just... Dark Knight would be up there. Infinity War would legitimately be up there for me. I remember the hype being as high as it's ever been for anything mm-hmm. ever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight is just man. You you walk away from yeah. Like I like what a crazy crazy good movie that you yeah. just yeah. like mind-blowingly good i would yeah. love to to have that happen to me again without having yeah. any sense of what's coming
0: yes absolutely um and and staying on the movie train when when we're in appropriate times and we can actually go to the theater and not be publicly shamed what's your <laughs> snack
1: what's your snack routine what are you guys getting mm. we're just popcorn and uh diet coke family over here
2: we're similar, but we also will throw in some uh, either Sour Patch Kids or Reese's Pieces, depending on if we're in a chocolate or, or kind of sour candy mood.
1: Depending okay. on if you want to spend $25 on food <laughs> and concessions. <Right. laughs> well,
2: and, and Candace, my wife's, uh, her move is to, uh, if we do get Reese's Pieces, to kind of sprinkle those throughout the popcorn. So mm. then you've got a whole oh. little treasure hunt situation going. It's nice. not
1: sure about that. Not sure about that. <laughs> see now my it's mom, their thing as you can go to a theater now but now the concessions i can't go get refills i can't put my own butter on very easily come on now people <laughs> COVID's ruined everything
0: i 100 agree i went uh to see tenet in during yes. in the theaters because you can't yeah. see a christopher nolan movie at home for the first time True. you gotta watch it in theaters so and, and when they told me like oh our buttering stations are closed but here's a little <laughs> ramekin of butter i was like excuse me <laughs> i was like can you at least dump the first half of it out so i can pour it and she's like no we can't do that either and i was like all right
1: i guess i'll just <laughs> go be, I
0: I'll just be go
1: pissed off now
0: <laughs> um, i'll just eat
1: bland popcorn okay whatever <laughs> yeah
0: exactly i guess i'll just be boring um what's your kind of switching gears what's your what's your greatest fear
2: oh wow
1: oh gosh from popcorn to greatest fear
2: <laughs> not having butter for my popcorn yeah. Uh, that's an appropriate fear. <laughs>
1: um dying and feeling like I didn't get to live life to its fullest, that I look back and feel like I missed I not missing out but like that I didn't take advantage of all the time I had. <laughs> that's heavy. Holy cow.
2: <laughs> that is heavy.
1: That's a good answer.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, I I would say we I think we would have similar fears there. Like, I think it's always kind of, I talk a lot about like how I think ultimately I would, I would rather look back and have made some dumb choices in pursuit of something that didn't work out. than there are things that, that I kind of regret not going for harder, you know, like, and, and, and I think that would be my biggest fear is that, that whenever I look back, there are more of those things uh, than the other.
1: In the finale of The Office, Andy Bernard says, I wish there was a way to know you were living in the good old days while you were still in them. That's right. kind of my fear that like you don't realize these chapters of your life that were so fond, like until the, you don't realize how good they are until they end. And then I, you you realize you're never going back to that. And that fear of like, oh, I'm never going back to that. Like for the rest of my life, I'll never do that again. That's my answer.
2: Right. That's an amazing I- I would say quote. A- on like a it is an amazing quote on like a less you know like metaphysical note uh just yeah. judging by my subconscious i frequently have this dream where i'm driving off of an overpass <laughs> oh god and then like you know wake up like midway through falling and so that is clearly an important fear of mine because it's been showing yeah. up since i was in high school
0: it's fresh and in it was- my mind just because me and the girlfriend watched um age of Ultron the other day but like that dream reminds me of like the moment where cap is trying to save the car yeah. from falling over the bridge and he the bumper just detaches and like the woman is just falling like yep i, I can't <laughs> watch that it, like it yeah it, it, i can't i just can't watch it i don't I like always personally either.
2: hate to be the woman in that situation oh I don't yeah be <laughs> and one car. thing
0: that i never noticed about that scene in particular is that like when thor rescues her instead of just like gracefully flying back up to the to sokovia he like fucking throws her just full force, <laughs> like and my girlfriend was like what if he like broke her back because he threw her so hard
1: like <laughs> like right how rude (laughs) some of the logistics make me wonder sometimes too yes like the the change of direction sometimes like your spine would like cripple just from being grabbed you're falling off a cliff now you're grabbed and thrown the other direction your body would contort (laughs) in such a way she's probably paralyzed
0: yeah exactly
1: (laughs) he's like you're welcome
0: you this question you guys already have a podcast about the mcu but if you had a podcast about anything else what Mm. would it be
1: Uh, sports, specifically NFL, specifically the Vikings?
2: Mine would almost certainly be just a, a general movie podcast. Uh, but it, but since I sort of do that already, uh, if, if that's a cop out, it would probably be, um, either it would probably be like music or, or like a, um, similarly nerdy podcast about like Lord of the Rings things. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, I've my nerddom knows no bounds, uh, but, uh but yeah, I, I really are do some, like, of the,
1: some of the stories in these video games would maybe be one of my other answers. Yeah. Mm,
2: okay. Yeah. I, I just like, I, I lo- I've realized this, and this is one of the, the reasons I value Kyle so much as a co-host and as a friend is because we both just love movies like we obviously love the Marvel movies, but we just love movies and love talking about movies. And my wife and I are both that way. I know Kyle and Anika are both that way. So like if if anyone ever wants to talk about almost any movie with me, I, I'm so down. It's just the f- most fun thing in the world. So it's hard for me to imagine having a podcast that doesn't come back to that.
1: We just love story, I think, even in general. And I think actually for, if I could plug our podcast for one second, if you're listening to this and you're, yeah. and you're debating, if you want to listen to our podcast, I think we started the podcast with the approach of, we love just movies and good movies, like critically. Right. And then the Marvel movies just happened to fit into that. They were like, holy crap, these are superhero movies that are actually really well done and a really well-told story and it's tight. So that's how the podcast kind of started. So it's a, it's just a little bit different of an approach maybe than just straight, we're not like just straight comic nerds that, you know, spend our whole life watching that or reading that or whatever.
2: Right.
0: Good answers. Yeah, good answers. answers. And then finally, uh, if I snap my fingers right now and we were a fly on the wall in some major event in history, what would we be watching?
2: Oh,
1: wow. Or witnessing, I guess. Hmm. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Robbie, you got an answer first?
2: Well, <laughs> this is really dark. But Oh, I my think, goodness. I think it would have to- <laughs> Gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this but I think I would have to say the assassination of JFK just so I could figure out what happened. Like what went on there? Who knows? I don't want to watch it, but I want to like kind of watch it. You know, it's a weird deal.
1: You know, I was actually (laughs) thinking something dark too. Isn't that weird? I I don't know. I don't, I'm going to regret this answer because I wish I had more time to think of this. I'm sure I have a better answer. My gut right away said, I'd love to see like the fall of adolf hitler like when he actually committed suicide Mm. and what the what the vibe was like when everyone knew it was over right then and there like that world war ii was over and then that like the return home then i don't know that's where my brain went
2: yeah that's also a real answer
1: well, damn! I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, mean,
2: I I feel like on like a lighter note, you know, I'm a big uh, I was a history major. I'm a big like early American history fan. So I think being there for like the constitutional convention would be pretty fun. On a an lighter note you know. for me
1: and a more recent note, I think it'd be really fun with some of these major inventions or like tech things. Like it would have been fun to be in the room when computers were being invented or, and like what that like, like when they or like, when someone came up with the internet, did they have any idea what they were about to stumble upon? Like, did they know what was about to happen?
0: Yeah, man. Huh. Those are good. Answer. Yeah. I mean, arguably some of the most impactful moments in history have been, dark like whether it's the american civil war or like the yeah you know like adolf hitler committing suicide or jfk getting assassinated like right to name three like all of those are pretty horrible times in history but they're also it also unfortunately takes horrible things for real change or progress so um that's so true so those are so those are good answers Um, yeah i
1: was just thinking what was your answer too that's the only one i'm curious about
0: Um, I also um, really loved studying in high school and middle school or whenever we tackled the subject, just the civil war, just like Hmm. to be there in the room when they were like, maybe in in the room when South Carolina was like, we're going to do this thing. We're going to secede from the union. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to back out. We're going to, you know, we're going to do this. Um, Or to be there when the first battle in the civil war was fought, like Hmm. to hear the conversations between the generals, like, like the soldiers being like, oh my God, I recognize my brother or my father over there or my uncle or my friend wow. from school. Like to hear those kinds and of conversations. And then they would
1: just have like breaks. Like, hey, we're right. all going to call it a day today, go back to our sides, and then we won't fight till tomorrow morning, promise. Like yeah. so weird.
2: Yeah. Like
0: how,
1: like how did that happen? Like to think that
0: I, I maybe to make it more timely, like the fact that the country hated each other so much at one point Uh that we were fighting each other is just mind-boggling to me.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, that whole period.
1: You're you're currently a fly on the wall then, basically.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I guess so. You're getting to (laughs) live. Right. Geez. That period though, you're right. I mean, like being able to to like be there when the Gettysburg Address is given, or like at Appomattox when Robert E. Lee and U.S. Grant our our meeting for the surrender there like there are some there's some some gold to be mined there as well
0: yeah absolutely well kyle and robbie now is the point where i get to tell you guys to just plug away plug your handles plug uh the pod do what you got to do
1: <laughs> uh we are at the ffw podcast the ffw podcast on all social media and we have a website the ffw uh if you're kind of like your girlfriend where you kind of enjoy these movies. We hope that our podcast actually friends from work enhances your experience watching these movies. So it's not so nerdy that you can't be a part of it, be a part of listening. But if you're going back and rewatching and you have time off in the car after you've rewatched and you're driving to work the next day, listen to our episode on that movie, because we think it will add joy to your experience and we can add some details that will make you appreciate the movies a little bit more. So it's just, it's not, I don't want you to think that because we have a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast that we're so nerdy that you will never (laughs) want to listen to it. I think you might enjoy listening to it still and let us bring some joy to you.
2: Well, and, And I would say to piggyback on that, we've actually sort of tried to structure the podcast with people like that in mind. Like we obviously, if you're a big Marvel nerd already, then we hope that you'll enjoy the podcast. But often like, Kyle and I started this because we we realized these movies are so strong and such good storytelling is done there. Kind of apart from any sort of superhero movie proclivity you may have, that we were like, man, I feel like a lot of people are probably missing out on this precisely because they think that this is a whole genre they'd never be interested in. So we've we've sort of tried to make this a space, a safe space, uh, for people <laughs> that are intimidated by the whole like. for the children (laughs) for the children (laughs) um so yeah so we would we would love to to have you on board that said yeah if you are a massive marvel fan come on as well we have plenty of you guys in the fold too friends
1: from work anywhere podcasts are found like uh, apple google uh, spotify wherever and you can uh, follow and subscribe to us there that'd be awesome
0: cool well guys thank you so much for joining me this was a lot of fun to talk and I'd love to talk to you guys again, you know, when future MCU things happen or like when WandaVision concludes to talk more about that sometime, like that'd be a lot of fun.
2: Thanks well, for having us. Else, you're doing we'll a talk about Spider-Man three. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having us. This was fun for us. You're doing a great job. We really Thanks, appreciate yes, it. I appreciate it. Like
0: I said, guys at the top, follow us on Instagram exchange pod log horrible handle. I'll, I'll, I'll change it someday. Um, <laughs> and, uh, And yeah, rate and review on Apple. If you listen anywhere else, thank you. Just make sure you're following, subscribing, whatever it is. And uh, we'll play the music again. We'll get hype and we'll get out of here. Thanks, guys.
2: See you later. Already looking forward to it. Nice.